I'm Kevin. And I'm Garrett. And this is the podcast of Predator. This is horrible. I don't do podcasts. That's not my style. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast of Predator. This is again Garrett. And uh, here with me is, as always, Kevin. Yeah. Um, today, we're going to be covering our good friend, John Pierre Weary. And uh, if you're a new listener to the podcast, what we do on the show is we just go over there. Um, chat logs or their pre uh chat log like who they were what the, what their lives were like then their confrontation with chris hansen and finally their um interrogation slash sentencing okay. yeah and this should be a longer episode right with uh oh yeah we yeah. got a lot to go over today so let's just dive right into it so first of all let's go over what his life was like before the chat log first of all john pierre weary was molested twice as a minor and diagnosed with schizophrenia yeah so um i mean obviously like you can't excuse this type of behavior but he definitely has probably the roughest backstory uh, at least that i've heard out of the predators uh actually yeah i, I can't think of a whole lot of predators who had it rougher than him. yeah no he's clearly carrying some serious trauma and although again like i said doesn't excuse what he did so simple as that really now this seemed to have developed. This seemed to have had a very profound effect on him because his first run of the law was actually when he was fourteen. Um, he got two girls drunk, thirteen-year-old girls, I should specify, and slept with them, which is of course statutory. Well, not statutory rape because he was also a minor, but what's it called again? If you date rape, I guess. I I mean it's just rape. Yeah. I mean it's not as severe for some reason under law if you do it with a pill or something. As opposed to, like, I don't know, forcefully doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's not quite as bad for our, our friend here, but it's still pretty awful. But, hey, maybe he'll actually learn from his mistakes. Spoiler alert, uh, he does not. So, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, obviously, he ends up, I'm assuming, a few years later. or is this No, a, while in custody. Years? While in custody, he has a 12-year-old girl perform oral sex on him. How does that happen in custody? I, I don't know. He, now, most of this comes from his book. So you have to take some of it with a grain of salt. But oh, these are just okay. the things that he claims. Because he wrote a book. He wrote an, a memoir. Which we'll go over later. But but he was only sentenced to two years in prison. Which, I mean, what a travesty. Like, two years in prison? What were they thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, which crimes had he committed already? He had but- raped two girls. Yeah, no, that's a serious thing. I guess. And I guess the oral sex thing. Although I don't think they made. I don't think they charged yeah. him with that. No, well, that was in, while he was in custody. You said right. So yeah, that I hadn't don't... happened yet when he got sentenced. I'm assuming. No. Yeah. So he was a first time offender, which I'm assuming is the only reason he got off with only two years. I mean, it maybe it's because he was a juvenile. Maybe they thought maybe they could rehabilitate him. Yeah, juvenile and first time offender. I'm assuming is why they they didn't give him a more severe penalty. Well, in any case, he was real. He was also, while in custody, diagnosed with autism, specifically Asperger's, which is no longer a thing. Uh, they took it off the spectrum for some reason. I'm not going to get into that. Anyways, um, but so he, after being real, then he was released at the age of 17. So he doesn't have schizophrenia. Uh, still, he is mentally ill um, to a degree, not really a severe. I mean, people with Asperger's don't have it easy, don't get me wrong, but it's not like schizophrenia, let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then uh, at 18, he moved in with his psychiatrist, correct? Yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. Why did everyone in this guy's life let him down? Like, I, don't, I didn't mention this, but he, one of the it was a family member who molested him when he was a minor one of the times. And the other time was a was like a neighborhood kid. And his psychiatrist moves in with him. And it was a sexual relationship. Why did every adult in this man's life fail him? Yeah, none of them were a good example. They all just kind of, I don't know, ruined him worse, I guess. I mean, like I said, this is take this with a grain of salt. This is from his book. Okay, so, and the interview that Joey Teacab did with him in, uh, from, in prison. So, take that with a grain of salt. But man, if this is true, everyone failed this guy. Like, I mean, really, it's kind of sad. Yeah, but you I mean, won't you won't see me feel bad for these guys very often, but really that is genuinely a tragedy. He probably groomed him when he was seventeen and then had him move in with him when he was eighteen. Yeah, I mean it is it is sad to see that, but at the same time, you know, it's an example of like he still could have chosen just not to, you know, meet underage girls or, or guys, whatever he was meeting. I don't remember. So Yeah, I mean he meets both, by the way. Um Okay, right, yeah. But my point is, he could have chosen not to do that. Like, regardless of his past, he didn't have to do it. Uh, he made the conscious decision. He knows it's wrong. Everybody knows it's wrong. He uh, later moved out and became a prostitute. As one does, I guess. But failed and moved back in. Okay. So he tried moving back in after becoming a prostitute. After this, he decided um, to do another life of crime. He decided to uh, deal and smoke... I'm using quotation marks. Cocaine. Smoke cocaine. That was in his book. How does one smoke cocaine? Maybe he meant like crack cocaine. I'm I'm sure it's possible. I mean, you don't typically smoke that stuff. I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. The only reason why I know, because I don't do that stuff, no one report me, but like I've read a bunch of rock star memoirs. And uh, they all talk about snorting it. I've never heard of anyone smoking it. I'm sure someone has tried to smoke it. I, I don't know how you would do that. Maybe like roll it up in paper like you would with weed. I don't know. I, don't know. I there's, suppose. There's got to be a way you can smoke it. Although maybe this guy's just an idiot. And his psychiatrist ended up kicking him out because he was dealing cocaine. Okay, so let me get this straight, Mr. Psychiatrist. Mr. Freud, um, you will groom a child and have one of your clients move in with you. But cocaine? That just crosses the line for me. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Uh, Only one felony for me. Yeah, no, no. That's a little too much. No. Dealing drugs, that's different. Uh, but yeah, he gets forced to move out, and then a whole bunch of other stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Big he, mess. Gets, he gets arrested for shooting a man in the neck in 1981. Which, like, how... How do you survive? How does this man not get put away for years and years and years? Like, how many years does he get put away for this? Three years. Three years. And, and this is not his first uh, his first felony either. He's been put in prison before, and he gets three years for shooting a dude well, in the neck. Well, to be fair to the court system for once, um, when you become a... Unless you did something like murder, and you spent time in juvenile detention like he did, um, the court expunges your crimes. Mm, okay. I don't know that because I'm studying to be an attorney. I, it might actually be common knowledge, but whatever. Um. Anyway, so 
They expunged it. So this was basically Triadis' first offense. Hmm. You know, for all those people who shoot people in the neck, obviously, court's going to go easy on you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not the expert on that. So you would know more than me uh, when it comes to that area, I trust. So John, apparently somewhere along the lines, got into a relationship and decided to rape his girlfriend's friend on their way to the airport after driving her there. Yeah, that's sort of a after, bomb to just drop here, but yeah. Um, after getting out of prison, this is the next felony he committed, only a few years later, and they gave him once again three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, just a whole mess of stuff here. Uh, all this stuff could have been avoided, I guess, but you know, John is clearly just a messed up dude. Well, He's he not tried, quite right in the head. He tried getting his life on the straight and narrow because he tried to become a minister in the church. As if that was really going to work, but you know... Th- Mr. Gary? Yeah, the minister predator. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah he, no, I, I haven't shown him to you yet. Um, I remember him, though. Oh, so... Tries to become a minister. Gets married. There is some woman who actually will take him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, either she really thought he reformed his life, or he just lied. I don't know. Well, that's what's interesting. Okay, so, now you need to listen to this. He gets arrested for failure to register as a sex offender. Oh, right, okay. And sentenced to five years. So they give him three years for actual rape. Three years for shooting a man in the neck, but five years for failure to register where there's no discernible victim. Yeah, because that's definitely the worst of his crimes, is not, you know, filling out his paperwork. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. People should be punished, but really? Really? Like, so his wife divorces him because of this. Um, I don't know. Maybe she didn't know he was a sex offender. Believe it or not, in 2000, when this happened, the internet wasn't really a thing, so you may not know. Yeah, um, I don't know. It seems like it'd still be hard to keep that from her, but it's possible. I don't know. I'm sure people are able to figure that out somehow, and maybe he did, because like you said, as soon as he didn't register and got arrested for it, then uh, that was where she had enough. Unless she was really trying to just get him to, you know, uh, change his life around, and then this was kind of the final nail. So, that's pretty much all about John Pierre Weary and uh, his uh, early life, and then he gets released in 2005, and less than a year later... Is caught on Dateline. So let's dive into the chat log. Right. So John used uh, an email instead of a chat room. um, For most of of the chat log. Yeah. 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 So obviously that's a little bit abnormal. I mean, you still get tracked back, but just weird. But yeah, no, the vast majority of predators are all in chat rooms somehow. uh, I don't really think there's another one. At least that I've seen that's been an email. Yeah, I don't. I haven't actually paid that close of attention, so there could be other ones, but not to my knowledge. Yeah. It's not a big detail. It's just kind of interesting. So John was forty-eight years old. He was meeting a boy this time around, which is odd. I mean, I guess he was with a male psychiatrist, so I guess he is bisexual. But you know, just interesting. Um, John used a public library computer to conduct the chat log. Interesting. Uh, that is a very interesting choice. And let's focus on that for a minute because I'd like to point out, usually when you commit a crime like this, and I have not, so I guess I don't understand the mindset, but usually I would think it would be to be discreet. That is typically the goal. Yeah, no, you'd. I would think you'd want to hide it away, you know? 
do it in the privacy of your own home. But no, he's just out in the the public library. Well, he doesn't have a home. Oh, he doesn't own a computer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess that answered all my other questions about him. Uh, if he didn't have a home or a computer, I guess I can see why he's doing it there. I mean, I can't see why he's doing it, but if he's going to do it, obviously, uh, it's going to be on a computer and yeah, sure. Public library. Um, so John brags to the decoy. The conversation starts off like most do ages early established. He just kind of goes with the motions, but he brags about something very interesting john claims he was a photographer for the movie kindergarten cop Uh um of all the things to brag about like all the fictional things like this is fictional world so obviously he can you know brag about anything he wants and what does he do he brags about this now let's see what is kindergarten cop I actually okay had Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a Schwarzenegger movie. Oh boy! So yeah, you brag about a Schwarzenegger movie that he did photography for for promotional work. What a great thing to brag about! Like a movie that no one's really ever heard of. There's a lot of people who've heard of it. Oh really? I don't know if a 13 year old girl or boy would have heard of it, but there's plenty of people who've watched it. It's pretty. And then he throws in some gay pornos into his fictional. (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) I don't know. I could. I guess he just liked Kindergarten Cops. So he was like, "Let's uh, brag about that." But then he's like, "Just some gay pornos." Oh, I've also done gay pornos. Like, yeah, just casually insert that into the conversation as one does. Um, I don't. I don't know how that transitions from Kindergarten Cop to gay porn, but it happened. He found a way. Um, yeah. So. Uh, and again, the, the kindergarten cop thing was completely fabricated, I'm assuming. No truth to it whatsoever, I can only imagine. Well, I did some research, and I found no evidence of it. <coughs> uh, sorry. <coughs> oh, sorry. Kevin's, oh. Kevin's dying over here. Yeah, so, um, kindergarten cop, I found no evidence of it. It's possible he was on it. I mean, he's not even a professional photographer, so it's nothing he ever did. So, I don't know why they would hire him for a... Hollywood film, but you know, I couldn't see anything on IMDb or Wikipedia, so I decided to say it was fabricated. It seems very unlikely that uh, any of that is real. So, uh, aside from the gay porn, I might believe that, but but yeah, uh, definitely not the kindergarten cop part. So, the kid's interested in being a model, that's kind of like the decoy's character. Mm hmm. So, yeah. John offers in exchange for sex to take pictures of the decoy and launch his modeling career. Right, right, right. Because John definitely is capable of that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And all costs is sex. Man, what a nice guy. He's like a regular Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, just uh, just an average trade-off, you know? I, I don't even know. Like, I'm convinced if you, even if you did this with an adult, it would be illegal. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the context. Uh, I don't know. Now, then is just regular predator chatter. I mean, that's all I can really describe it as. He's just like, except, um, well, there is one thing. John, like, gets really paranoid and, like, really upset because the decoy doesn't respond to him. So he's, like, a little bit, he shows a little bit of his temper. Which clearly he has, because he shot someone in the neck. Right, right, naturally. 
So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, anyways, the meeting day is set. John does not have a car, so he ends up walking several hours for this meeting. So I actually think he wants this to be more real than most predators because he was willing to walk several hours. Yeah, I mean, you hear about lots of predators driving multiple hours, which, you know, is kind of crazy. Uh, but when it comes to walking several hours, that's a whole different ballpark. You know, it's might not be as big of a distance as some of them, but he's willing to walk multiple hours to meet an underage kid. He, um, he definitely wants this to be real, even more so than uh, the other predators, I'd say. Very dedicated to it, and uh, obviously it's not going to pay off for him. So, now we're going to do this a little bit differently today because of just how much gold is in John pierre Weary's, um confrontation with Chris Hansen. We're going to actually go over it live with a uh, YouTube. Going to go into my mixer. So, I guess uh, let's let's head down to it and see what our friend John is up to. Oh, nothing. I thought I was looking for somebody. That's all. I'm sorry. And who were you looking for? John Peterson. Okay, so there's a lot of debate about this one line, and I know we're, we're, we just started, but. He says he's looking for a man named John Pedersen because he's been looking for work. John Pedersen, where did he get that name from? Now, mm. there was a guy named, there was a guy with the last name Pedersen who was a murderer around the time. So I wonder if maybe that's where he got the name from. I don't know, but there's a lot of debate in the TCAP community about this. I don't know. To me, Pedersen kind of sounds like pedophile. <laughs> His name's John. It kind of fits. I don't know. John Pedersen. Yeah. And Chris Hansen's so taken off by this. He's just like, John Pedersen. And why were you looking for John? Well, I was going to talk about some business. And what business was that? Okay. He's talking about business. Bear in mind, he's here at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, I got to give him credit, though. Like, this is one of the more unique uh, excuses that a predator's ever come up with. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up at all. But, like... Really, uh, quite creative. I gotta give it to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, John, obviously, he's just a dedicated worker. I mean, mm -hmm. he'll meet you at your house at 11 a.m., 11 p.m., any time of the day. He'll be there. But, in any case, let's continue forward. I'm gonna try to do, try to find a job somewhere, and I heard about John Pedersen. I heard there was a guy named John Peterson in the area. That's all I know. In the area? In this area. That's all. In this area. So I chose this house. Yeah, I know. He was just knocking on every door until one of them opened, you know, as one does. And why did you come to this house looking for John Peterson? I had a phone call. A phone call? Yeah. From? Um, I, I, in fact, I don't actually know the guy besides the fact that his name is... Okay, so John's like, oh crap, I use John Pedersen. I use John Pedersen. Hmm, what can I use for the guy who called name. me? Gotta think of that name. Um, what are you gonna do, John? I can't remember his name. Oh, you can't remember his name. Okay. You should have just used the name Chris Hansen. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's walked into yet. Obviously. But. It was about five hours. Oh, I forgot. Let's talk about his fashion choice headphones, sweats, and a backpack. Yeah, for a business meeting. 
or a sure. date. Either one is a horrible option, by the way. Yeah, no, but obviously it just uh, makes the story even harder to believe. Oh, so I've been walking. How far did you walk today? How far did I walk? Where did you come from? Um, I came from, uh, from the mall down the, down the road. No, but originally, where did you start off from today? I started off in Claremont. Claremont? Yeah. And how far away is that? I have no idea. So you took a bus? I took a bus part of the way. Yeah, yeah, okay, I forgot to mention. He took a bus part of the way. I forgot about that detail, but he did walk most of the way. And walk the rest. Yeah, I was just walking up the road because I was looking and I was told that, you know, there's a John Pedersen that has a construction company in there. Isn't it? So you were just walking down the road I and you thought that this fellow with a construction company lived in this house. Somebody told me that he lived... Somebody? Who was somebody? A young man on the phone. A young man on the phone. And how did you reach this young man on the phone? And he had called me. Or he called. He called me. Now this is before like Indeed came out, so I would like to know how this guy called a guy without a house. Oh, you put in a newspaper ad, but how does the guy get a newspaper? I, I don't know. Is that a blue? No, I think he had my number. And how did he get you? I don't know how he got my number. I know that that uh, I've been putting out word that I'm looking for a job. And I was told that John Patterson lived here in this neighborhood. So, okay, so let's back up. Let's pretend this story is true for a second. Wouldn't you be a little bit skeptical why there is a well-suited man interrogating you about why you're here? If you were truly just looking for a job, like imagine if you walk into a job interview thinking like you had like a perfectly legitimate reason to be here, and some guy comes out and just starts interrogating you. Wouldn't you be like? Uh, what you, what? Like, you, you'd get out of there. You wouldn't stick around. Yeah, no. You would just walk out and, I don't know, probably not assume you had to stay. Um, and that's, I don't know. There's all sorts of things wrong with it. Like, again, the fact that he's, he's here at 11 o'clock at night. Nobody does a business meeting or an interview at 11 o'clock at night. No, they do not. And I have been to enough to know. I've had four different jobs. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's like, it's always like at least, like, noon, typically. Like, a 12-hour offset. Yeah, no. Anyways. All I had is this address. You received a call from someone who you didn't call. know. Who I, said, go to a house where you've no, never been. I knew. To see a man you've never met. To get a job. Is okay. that correct? No, what I said to you is I have a friend. Right. Okay. <clears throat> He told me about a guy named John Pedersen that lives in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. okay. I had an address. Mm -hmm. I found out where this neighborhood was. I walked. I'm looking for work. You couldn't just... He says it so aggressively. Oh, it, it, it kills me every time. I walked. I'm looking for work. Yeah, yeah. You tell him, John. Yeah, you tell him, John. Like, this is like, so, like, aggressive. Yeah, you know... I that's the thing is like maybe it's just my personality if I was caught up in this situation for some reason um, especially if I was innocent I wouldn't be aggressive towards the person asking me questions I'd be like look this is all you know misunderstanding you know I'd be trying to get them to agree with me rather than the you know again being aggressive well in any case John is dedicated to the story and nothing will cut him down
Just call John Pedersen on the phone? I was not given his actual number. He was, I was told he was just going to be in the area. Just came and not wait for No, 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 no. At a, no, no. My problem is I was walking. My problem is I was walking. Another great quote. Yeah, that's his only problem here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My problem is I was walking. So and you I, thought you were going to come to a job interview at no. this home at 1128 night? I was going to leave a note. Okay, so this story makes even less sense now. So he was going to come to this house at 11 o'clock at night, leave a note, but then you walk in, break the screen door with your beer belly, and uh, try to run up the stairs. Yeah, he would have been better off just saying yes to all of Chris Anson's questions here. Like, yes, I was going to come here for an interview at 11.20. Like, because saying he was going to leave a note and then walking in, yeah, right. So. Leave a note. That's all I'm going to do. That's all. That's all I have. That's all I have. That's all I have. Yeah, like this job, man. Are you gonna do this, to him, Chris? This guy was—he's just a hard worker looking for work. This is all he has. Yeah, he was such a hard worker. He walked here, you know, multiple hours to see a guy for an interview at eleven twenty. I mean, Chris, you gonna do this to this hardworking man? Do you see why that doesn't make sense? Well, you know, I understand this construction up here. Okay, that's what I know. And I was told that John, you know, I could leave a note here because young man, I, I don't know, college kid who knows John, I don't know. College kid. And when I called the number, he said, yeah, come on, in the back gates, the gates open. And what's your name? My name is Michael. Michael. Okay, so he lies about his name. As if Chris Hansen's not going to be able to find that out. But again, he doesn't know it's Chris Hansen, so I guess he gets a pass there. I don't know question is he thinks is law enforcement at this point probably i would imagine he has to so what does he think lying is gonna do about saying like your name i mean i think he still thinks he's gonna get off like a lot of the predators do he still thinks he's okay you know like yeah of course they'll believe my story even though it doesn't add up at all michael wilson Okay, so he used Michael Wilson on his uh, email. So he's probably like smiling inside. He's probably like, okay, he bought it. Michael, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not John Pierre Weary. Who's that guy? Yeah, no, because changing your name on your email is definitely going to keep the cops off. It's not like they can track that back to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's just that's a winning strategy. Why didn't anyone else think of that? <laughs> Especially when you use a public library. No, Michael Weary. Michael Weary. Michael, my, John, you're supposed to say no. You're supposed to not give your last name out. He's like, Michael Wilsey. No, I'm Michael Weary. Why would you give out your Why would you give out your last name? I I don't understand. Yeah, he's not a very bright guy, as we can see by, you know, most of his story here, I think. It was creative, but again, it doesn't add up at all. No, it does not. Hmm. Oh boy. He really screwed this up. And what's your email address? An email address? Yeah. How about jmichaelwilsey at yahoo.com? I think I have used jmichaelwilsey, but I used that a long time ago. A long time ago. How about today? How about... Um, so, so deep in thought, too. He's like... Oh, like, 
That email? I haven't used that for a while. Yeah, and again, if he thinks he's law enforcement, why would he even try to lie about that? Like, obviously, they can see when you used it. They can see when you used it, and they can see that you were in the library. Yeah, it's it's not a secret at all. How about on the 30th of December? Oh, no, I, I, I was... How about on the 31st of December? Oh, I almost forgot. This guy only took like a few days in this chat log. He was a really fast mover. Like, um, as Chris just mentioned, it happened over the course of like two days. Also, what state is this uh, sting happening in? California. Okay. Okay. The 31st of December. How about on January 4th? Michael, did you use it then? I haven't been on the computer in a while myself. I used to. How about on the 5th? When I was married, I used to use that name. Why don't you just tell me the truth? I don't know. It's going to be a lot easier if you just tell me the truth. It's going to be a lot easier for what? Okay, look. I had a phone call. That's what I had. Okay? That's what I had. I came to what was constructed. I was going to leave it up. That's all I have. Okay? I was going to get myself back to town and go home. You willing to send me a couple good news? You are one sexy boy. How tall? Give me dimensions, please. I don't know what that refers to. <laughs> I don't Did you hear that know. long pause? Yeah, no, he was really trying to think hard about this one, and he landed on, I don't know what that refers to. Yeah, so obviously Chris Hansen's bringing the chat log back to him, and he's like, I don't know what that refers to. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't possibly know anything about that. No, no. I am in the process of going through a dating service for a girl that, you know, and I've been trying to see, you know. Of course, how can I know you're not a cop or working for them or trying to blank with me or get me busted? You are a really cute 13-year-old, and I love what I saw. Wow. I need to see you in person wow. talk and see what you are wanting when you're offline. Also, you talked about peeps, porn. Okay, so this is another highly debated part. He talks about peeps porn. I'm too scared to look it up. What is peeps porn? I I don't know. I would have to assume child porn. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Guess, My first instinct was like someone having sex with like a marshmallow. You know what? Yeah, let's go with that. That's a much better image than child porn, I guess. But it's not not a lot better, just better. By the way, why wouldn't I want to see you and taste your beautiful body? That's you. Not, you are a gorgeous 13-year-old. That's not my style. I never, I never had any of that. And there it is. That's not my style. Yeah, I always love when these uh, these predators who are meeting like young boys uh, try to deflect all this by just saying they're not gay. Yeah, that's not my style. Yeah, yeah, because that's the issue here, right? It's not that you're meeting a, an underage child. No, it's that uh, the gay police are here to catch you. Yeah, I mean, you know what they're gonna do, right? They're gonna try to convert him. They're just a bunch of pastors looking out for him. Yeah, no, obviously, that's not the issue, and I don't, I don't understand why they all go for that defense. I, it's like just trying to reach for anything you possibly can to get out of it. Maybe their thought process is that if they say they're gay then that means they couldn't have possibly had any intentions with nothing. Or the other way around, rather, if they say they're not gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you mean. All right, so. Affiliation with Latinos. Are you a photographer? I think about a long time ago I was. I did some. I think about a long time ago I was. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that one. Like, everything that Chris Hansen brings up, he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Like, years ago, years ago. Like, we can clearly see your chat. He's reading off the chat log that you had to you right now, and you're trying to tell him that years ago you were maybe a photographer, even though you claimed you were a photographer in the chat log. Yeah. So, he also showed up with a camera around his neck, so... Oh, right, yeah. I shouldn't even... I should have thought about that. He showed up with a camera on his neck. Something. I think about it a long time. Well, I don't consider myself a photographer. I think it's been a long time. I'm a promotional photographer. I know some people that knew that of me. Did you ever do any promotions for Kindergarten Cop, the movie? I saw the movie. I saw the movie. That's a great thing. Like, someone's going to ask me, were you an actor on Kindergarten Cop? I saw the movie. Yeah, that's, that's basically the same, right? Yeah. Sorry, that's an update from something. But anyways, um, so... Huh? Lots of updates all of a sudden, huh? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Alright, let's go. I know some people that have seen me with the movie, but that, that, that was it. I know. What does that line mean? I know some people who've seen me with the movie. Yeah, you know, he was uh, he was carrying the DVD when he was walking there, and some people looked out the window and saw him. I know some people who've seen me with the movie. He also has this, like, frazzled look on his face where he's just, like, so confused. Yeah. I guess that's the only part of this that does actually make sense, is him looking confused. A promotional photographer and have done such promotions as Kindergarten Cop I've and done some porno, porno film. I've done some landscape photography. I don't have not used Jane Michael Wilkesie in a long time as far as, you know, in, in the internet or addresses. I have the name on my school ID because of the fact, or would you, how would I say that? When I was going to school, yeah, six years ago, ten years ago, Okay, so he thinks if he can remember the exact date, that, like, makes him look better. Yeah, I don't even know why he's trying that. Um, At this point, most of the Predators would just break down or walk out. He is still trying, though. He's still talking with Chris Hansen and trying to worm his way out, even though it's pretty obvious he's not going to. Left. End of story. But I've had some people that really didn't like me. I understood and I seen construction up here and I was. Okay, so he had some people who really didn't like him. That's There's what all be this is. Plenty more of those, John, now that you're on TCAP. So that's a great excuse. You know, he was in the library. Someone didn't like him. They followed him to the library. They took over the computer. And then they did this. And then John, then they gave John the false hope of a job. Are there no more good people in this world? No, yeah, of course. He was framed. He was framed. He doesn't seem to die on the hill, though. Maybe it was the old psychiatrist. That's possible. Yeah. Wasn't sure. Wait a minute. You know, you've seen construction, or somebody told you about construction in your story. What I saw on on the way up here, I saw construction. That's what I said. I said, I was told about construction, I saw construction. And I was told... I was told about construction. I saw construction. 
Therefore, there must be construction jobs, and someone will want me to walk into their house at the <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's obviously the moral of the story here. Listen, I saw business. I learned there was business. I went for a job. Yeah, none of it adds up, as we've said before, so. If you know, I'm late, don't trip. There's a young man here I can leave, leave right now. A young man. That's what I was told. Now, who told you this, just so I have the story straight? Somebody calls you when? Today, yesterday, the day before? Oh, I guess it's been about a week. A week ago. Yeah. It says, Michael, I know you're looking for a job. Actually, we talked about a number of things. Mm-hmm. And who was the person who called? Who was the person who called? Uh, I had about three different phone calls. Uh, Michael, who, uh, I talked to Michael on the bus. Okay, so now he's using Michael. He used John. Now he's using Michael. Yeah. He, well, he did use Michael for one name earlier, but that wasn't the main no, guy. No, was... it was John. John Patterson. He used Michael oh. as his fake alias, and now Michael's also this guy. Right, right, okay. He's all over the place with the story now. And uh, he met Michael from the bus. Hey, you know Michael from the bus. He's the guy who sings the, you know, Cash Now thing. You know, the Cash Now song. The the J.G. Wentworth thing? Yeah, yeah. That's who Michael from the bus is. Oh, I... I don't get it. On the 482, I talked to... Um, Wait a minute, who, just be straight with me, who called you to say there was a job and you should come here and leave your notes? I came on just what he had told me about. That's what I came on. I came on, I'm just striving for work. I came on the fact that he was told, I was told it was construction work and they're not caring whether or not there's some past history, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? A little past history. They don't care. They're very forgiving of rapists and attempted murderers. Yeah, why wouldn't you want an upstanding guy like John at your company, huh? Yeah. But I like how he refers to it as a little bit of past stuff, like just a little bit, you know. Just a few minor mishaps, a couple speeding tickets, a couple of rape charges, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But it's weird that John would divulge that information about his past. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're just getting desperate now, and or maybe he figures that uh, Chris probably has some of that information. I'm just trying to find work. Where do you live? I live in Pomona. In Pomona? That's where I live in. What's your address in Pomona? Uh, 693 uh, North Signal. Okay, so I believe he's homeless, so I don't know whose address he gave them. Yeah, I don't know, unless he had found a temporary place to stay. Eh, not important. I live in Pomona. That's where I live. Why? You know, I live there... um, I know about it. I was told by, uh, on the bus, I was told by, um, actually it was a conversation on the bus, by, uh, by a messenger who was riding the bus. He says, there's a cement company. I know about one of those companies I'm going to try to check into. I know about some construction up here. That's well, what, what was your plan? Thinking. Where were you going to stay tonight? What? Where I'm were you going to go back home. You're going to go back home? Yeah. So yeah, John's really dedicated to his craft, you know. He's going to walk all the way back home at 11 o'clock at night after this job interview. He, he could have said anything. He could have said, I was going to try and find a hotel or a motel in the area. And instead he said he was going to walk back home. How many hours walk was this? It's like a three-hour walk. Yeah, a three-hour walk. And really? That's the best you can come up with, John? Come on. 
Yeah. So you just got to, you came all the way here. I came, you know what happened? You're going to drop off a note. Stop. And then you're going to go happen. How it started is I was coming up on a bus. And I got up here and I found out the number three doesn't run any longer. Okay. But I'm already past the one. Okay. And I'm up here and I'm finding out as I'm walking, I'm looking for a bus stop and says, <clears throat> and I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm told that it stopped at six o'clock or something like that. I'm already on foot though. Okay. So I'm told steam something, I don't know, I'm, I'm just told that up in this area, okay, that, that there's a, and I had an address, I, all I did is write down an address. I was told that the young man... You were sending these emails with your... I haven't used that account in, in, since 1999. Who's the problem with that? I know you were at a public library using you know what I was, or you know that somebody was using that account? I know you were. You know, I was. That's good. I do sometimes go in and talk to a friend of mine. And... Okay, so you say you haven't used that address and that email address in seven years, but then you said sometimes you talk to a friend of yours at the library. Yeah, I mean, it's just another case of him getting his story mixed up. Um, but yeah, really just... Uh, Completely gives the story away here. It's starting to crumble down completely. Public library. You know that Jane. Can I taste your nuts? And that's not my style. Blank me. Can I taste your nuts? That's not my style. Yeah, again, goes back to the that's not my style, you know, because that's what's important. That's what porn is. That's, that's lots of hot sex. How yeah. can I promote someone I never had lots of hot sex? I can figure that maybe a couple of people might want to try to get me in trouble. I don't know. So then he goes back to the people might want to get him in trouble. Yeah, you maybe know, the, the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist, the guy he shot in the neck, his ex-wife. Yeah, there's a, a lot. He made a lot of enemies. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're all desperate to use his accounts to email 13-year-old boys. I, that does not so you're me. saying this was somebody else, even though we know you were at the public library using a computer. And what you know is I was at a public library. So that's what you may know. Well, you don't know everything I know. Okay. So you want to... Ooh. Power move there. Did you hear the thud of the papers? Yeah. Power move there by Chris Hansen. Yeah, um, clearly, you know, Chris Hansen's really uh, getting his attention. He's like, hey, buddy, I got you. And, uh, like you said, thuds the papers together. Um, yeah, so, obviously that's the case. Now, John is... Tell me the real story now, or you want to go with what you got. It's up to you. And when does the real story get me? It's not the first time somebody... And... Your story doesn't make that much sense. Now, maybe I'm skeptical. You, you know, I don't know. But it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's all it is. Chris is just skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skeptical. He de- it's not like he definitely knows the guy's guilty and has all sorts of evidence. Who you are. I don't even know who you are. I came in here. I was just now told that gate's open. Come on in. Okay. And who told you that? A young man. A young man. Okay. I was told there was a young man here that knows 
guy that runs this construction company on over here. What this sounds like, Michael, is that you were coming here to have sex with a 13-year-old. Oh, hell no. I'm trying, I'm getting I got her phone on my, on my computer. And now my so he's dating a woman, and uh, that's his excuse. Back to the old gay, I'm not gay excuse. Basically, yeah. My phone. And I'm dating a young black girl. But why would you see these things to somebody you thought was a 13 year old? Maybe somebody else that was also on the computer in, in, in the library used been, been using my name. So it's one big mix up. I'm telling you what I came in for, and I don't have sex with anybody. Not me. And if you were, if you were anybody that had access to my record, you look at my record, you figure out that the only time I had any problems with anybody was a young woman, unless you look at my adolescent stuff. And then so John's like, if you see of the people I've raped, it's all women. And even if you look at my, unless you look at my adolescent stuff. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's not helping his case right now. Um, obviously Chris Hansen's got him cornered and then his stories are getting more tangled. Uh, he's throwing out stuff like that all of a sudden. It's not looking good for him. Then I was an adolescent. So you got a record. I'm guessing I do. You're guessing you do? After I, all that, he's guessing he does. <laughs> I'm guessing. I mean, maybe they maybe they let me off easy. Maybe they end up putting on my record. You, you never know. Yeah, you know, it depends. How long do those record things last? For rape? Uh, for shooting a guy in the neck? I, I'm imagining those last quite some time. You know, maybe your whole life? Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, I have a record. You know, you had a problem with a young woman a long time ago. Okay, so he kind of outs himself there. He says, "Yeah, you know I do. Like you know I have a record." So he thinks this is law enforcement. He knows he's in trouble. Yeah, I think he knew the entire time, but this is first actual like confirmation. Yeah, this is um kind of where we get like you said confirmation. The nose, he is screwed. And then. Give you time for that? Don't you know? I'm asking you. Why are you asking? I want to know the truth. Yes, I've done time for that. Straight up, I've done time for that. He was a really young woman. Ain't no kids in me. Ain't no kids in me. I don't know what that means in this context. I really don't. I'm not sure I want to know. But, all right. There's nothing in my records that even suggested. I have walked from Pomona. Uh, let me get my milk on my bag. Okay, so he wants to get his milk out of his bag. Oh, you know, when I travel long distances, like when I go on a hike, my number one drink is definitely milk. Yeah, I mean, of all the things to criticize, I guess uh, the milk's probably not the biggest one, but yeah, that is a, a thing. You don't want to be drinking milk after too much exercise. It's a good way to make yourself throw up. Yeah, John, come on. Not only are you a potential murderer, not only are you a rapist, not only are you a pedophile, but you're also a slob. Yeah, yeah. Really, uh he could use some workout tips, for sure. 
Well, I just, just I'd rather you didn't go into that. I mean, I'm, I'm almost finished asking questions. I mean, huh? I, I'm almost finished asking you questions. What was your plan here? The thing is, there's two water balls sitting right in front of him. Why doesn't he just pick up one of those? No, maybe he just doesn't like water. He wants his milk. Oh my gosh. My plan was because I'm desperate for a job. I had no money income. None. That's it. You know what my part of my problem has been? Okay, I can tell you where my desperation comes from. Okay? My desperation was for a job. If somebody else had used an, uh, an email account that I used a long time ago, I'm sorry about that. Then we gotta then I then I gotta change a number of things. Okay. That I had on by G. Michael Wilson at Yahoo since 1999. That, that is the truth. Now, I have, I've been in the library. I've taught China with a couple of people. Okay. Oh, man. I've talked China with people. What does that even mean? I've heard of old people saying that. He is 48, so, you know, maybe. He, he'd be in the 60s right now. Right, yeah. There are a couple of flakes in this world that I know of. You're talking to a boy named Luke. I don't know a boy named Luke. I'm I'll be there as close to 11 as possible, so I will need your number so that I can call you when I'm near the bus stop. I will look for you, and we will discreetly go to your room and talk. And we'll talk about whatever pops up and stimulates you. I will look for you, and we will discreetly go to your room and talk. And we'll talk about whatever pops up. Why is that such a weird sentence? Discreetly, we'll discreetly go to your room. We'll discreetly talk to you. We'll discreetly like uh, I don't know. It's probably the most minor of nitpicks. Yeah, there's lots of other stuff you could get out of here. Um, I think his his choice of wording is probably not the thing to point out, but yeah, it is a good point. He does use that word a lot. It stimulates you to whatsoever you want. You. Are reading me something that somebody wrote? I'm sorry to hear that. So I need exact bus stop near our place as I get off. I'll walk toward your street, so you also must tell me how to get to your bed from there. Well, I don't know about what everybody that this person has said to a 13. I never even met a 13. That is a number one excuse. I've never met a 13 year old. Yeah, never in my life. It's kind of like when Jesse Velez says this was the first time he had ever walked into somebody's house. It's uh, almost on that same level. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously great excuse. I've never met a 13-year-old, so how could I have done this? Yeah, but also just the fact that he's, he's still claiming it was somebody else emailing, even though the email basically described exactly what he was doing, walking multiple hours, Showing up as close to 11 as possible. Uh, calling when he was near. You know, discreetly uh, coming into the house. You know. I mean, yeah, obviously, he's full of crap. I mean, we all knew this. I just want him to know it. I'm going to go talk to somebody I know that before. That's what it looks like you did? I never met this person. Who's Luke? I never met no Luke. You didn't talk to him via the internet. I've never talked to anybody that I know of by the name of Luke. Grant, I talked to somebody tonight. I never asked the young man the name. Well, 
I ain't never asked you to remember the name. The reason why I'm so curious about all this. Uh oh. Don't do it to him, Chris. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Oh no. On computer records. Adults who go online and try to be young teens. Now, if you have anything else you'd like to say for yourself, we'd love to hear. If not, rather than keeping me involved. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Uh, I don't think that was one of the options he gave you, buddy. Either leave or keep talking. Don't just not do anything. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. No, if there's not, it's Scott Patterson. There's no Scott Patterson. Do you have Scott Patterson's name written down? No, I have an address. I can leave an address. That, that's all I was planning to do. There's no Scott Patterson. I can leave my phone number, my address. So you never wrote down Scott Patterson's name? Well, I didn't write anybody else's name, you. You have to change some things, but no, I have never, ever, ever. Alright. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No. Okay. He puts on his fedora and walks out. So... That's the end of John Petherman's segment. No, John Petherman. John Pierre Weary. Oh, see, he even got me. Yeah, no, he, uh, after hearing the name John Petterson for that long, it really kind of throws you for a loop. So, he does not submit to interrogation. He, um, says, like, I know I don't have to talk to you. I know I don't have to talk to you in front of them, pointing at the camera crew. So, obviously, he doesn't want to talk to the police, and... He's held without bail since this is obviously he's shown that he's not a functioning member of society. Right. And he takes the case to trial. One of the um, few predators who does so and is found guilty. Yeah. I mean, I guess in his case, he knew he was screwed. So might as well take it to trial and see what happens. And uh, ends up getting sentenced to 75 years in prison. Yeah. Longest sentence of any predator. Yeah. Um, obviously... He's had a life full of crime, so it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, 75 years. He'd be well, the reason why him. is um, there's a three-strike rule in California. So if you commit three felonies, you can go to prison for life on the third one. Hmm. Yeah. However, he did appeal the sentence and was reduced to 50 years. Hooray! Wow, really got off the hook there. He, I don't know, might get one year out of prison. Now, Maybe. John was actually up for parole in 2022 and uh, was denied it. So, yeah, probably... Uh, he could get out of prison still. It's possible, but I don't think the parole board is ever going to let him out. Yeah, no. It's hard to imagine a guy like that changing after his whole life of just, you know, crime after crime and not learning his lesson. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think he's just a guy who's never going to learn and he's going to be stuck in prison for a very long time, as he deserves to be. So, John wrote a book... With Selly, his cellmate. Yeah, it's actually what he titles him as in the book. Selly? Yeah. Okay. I guess a fair name for a cellmate. In for life of a three strikes prisoner under the identity Dam- Damien L- Lartigo? I don't know how to pronounce that, but... Yeah, I, I really don't know either. And here's the uh, book description. Stories such as Dar- Damien Lartigo's provide essential perspective on California prison system... 
in it is in the news for several reasons. None of them good. It's overcrowded. It's a scandal already, condemned by the Supreme Court, but still hardly relieved. Efforts to prepare prisoners for life outside has been virtually abandoned. The whole system is set up to make recidivism normal. Under the three-strike law, Lartigue's third offense was was largely a misunderstanding, demanding a sentence of 25 years to life, but his story ended up with a criminal record is not surprising. What is surprising is the extent to which which this transcended his condition and his situation. For Lartigue is only a prisoner, but also a lay theologian. He, th- he thought his way into something like process theology t- before he encountered anyone who teaches it. He wants to explain the process of theology in understandable ways, and he details his more or less successful effort to do that, including an early attempt with the Mason murderer, Charles Tex Watson. But it is like Lartigue's story as a whole that teaches as much theology as do his explicit presentations. After reading this book, you will never again think of our just system in the same way. You have all you already have the facts and your statistics straight, but these facts and statistics are real people with their individual and special needs. Damien Larigue is one of those people, and his story needs to be heard. Yes, that was a lot of words. Um, to sum up, though, it was basically him saying, "Oh, it was an old accident," and uh, making a bunch of excuses for himself, and then uh, still kind of refusing to admit that. Um, he was meeting an underage boy, and that it wasn't just a misunderstanding. Yeah, I mean, he also goes under a fake name, which everyone just discovered it was him. But right, yeah. Um, and Sally, his partner in crime. Um, so John, uh, this book actually has no reviews. I don't think anyone's bought it, which wouldn't surprise me. I was looking for some TCAP reviews, but I couldn't find any. Can you find it on like? Oh yeah, Amazon. Yeah. So I'm. I wasn't about to buy it and read it, but you know. No, I'm sure somebody's bought it. I don't know. I guess he doesn't really have any family that would buy it for him. So. And uh, the last thing to talk about is the fact that John did interview Joey Teacap, as I mentioned in the beginning of the video. Um, he claims to have been raped in prison, which I mean, I would feel sorry for him, but also kind of got what he deserved. I don't wish rape on anybody, but, I mean, he's done so much crap in his life. Yeah, I mean, he he put himself in prison. Um, also, once happens. again, that's his word. Like, we don't know if that actually happened. Because he also admits in his book, from what I can tell, that he did sexual favors for prisoners while he was in juvenile detention. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know, given that it's all just based off of his word, like you said. Um Maybe some of it's true, maybe all of it's true, maybe none of it's true. But, uh, you know, all we know is he's a sick man, that's for sure. Yep, and uh, hopefully our friend John Pierre-Weary stays out of trouble in prison. This is the Podcast Predator.